relatively quiet weekend for the Hoosiers at the start of it turned into quite the uh, weekend by the end of it on Sunday with news of Xavier Johnson's arrest late Saturday night, as well as the departure of Thad Mata on Sunday morning. Now leads to uh, some questions that we certainly are going to discuss today about uh, the state of the basketball program. And while it was a successful year on the court, we're going to talk about whether we should be worried about things that are happening away from the court in today's episode. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Monday, April 4th. This is Locked On Hoosiers, your daily one-stop shop for everything IU Athletics, whether it's news, analysis, uh, previews, recaps, anything in between, covering everything Hoosier-related. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rood. want to thank you guys for stopping in and making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every single day. Reminder, we're free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. We premiere the episodes there daily at 7 a.m. Be sure you're subscribed over there. Busy weekend for Indiana. Busy Sunday, mainly. Uh, Xavier Johnson arrested. Uh, Certainly much to discuss there as we look at the charges, the details that we know now, what consequences should or may be coming for him. Thad Mata leaves as associate athletic director to return to the sidelines at Butler. Uh, We will talk about what his departure means and whether the Hoosiers will replace his uh, position. And then we're just going to kind of talk about the state of the basketball program. It's been a, a busy couple of weeks in the offseason already and going to be some questions about maybe how concerned we should be about all the news swirling around the program. Before we jump into that, I want to thank today's sponsor, uh, Stat Hero. Stat Hero is reshaping the way you play fantasy sports. Dozens of house-based games to play daily. No sharks, no funky props, just your skill versus the lineups you choose. Sign up today at stathero.com slash locked on. As always, you can subscribe to Locked on Hoosiers wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers. Let's jump into the Xavier Johnson news. Uh, We don't officially have any confirmed details. Wish TV 8 out of Indianapolis gave details that seem to be as much as we can get right now. There's no official police report that has come out. There might be by the time you're listening to this. So I want to preface this with saying these are not official details, but here's what we know right now or what we think we know. A little after 3 a.m., late Saturday, early Sunday, whichever way you choose to look at it, a Dodge Charger going 90 miles an hour on North Walnut Street uh, was pulled over, um, or well, attempted to be pulled over. Uh, the deputy flipped on his lights, driver refused to stop, the car drove into a parking lot and an apartment complex, ran a stop sign while trying to get there, eventually the car stops, uh, the deputy sees the driver, try to switch, get out of the car, try to switch with the passenger, and 
Ultimately, Xavier Johnson was the one driving the car. Uh, the two men tried to switch places in the front seat. The cop uh, obviously found out. So Johnson was arrested and booked at the Monroe County Correction Center. Uh, it's a felony charge of resisting law enforcement, which I think there's an important distinction between that and resisting arrest. Resisting law enforcement, uh, I would assume, stems from him trying to switch seats and get it kind of get out attempt to get out of that ticket and a misdemeanor charge of reckless driving which is obviously going 90 miles an hour on north walnut street he was released on bail um parker stewart was in the car at the time he was presumably in the back seat and did not he was not charged with anything he declined to tell the police who was driving the car so that's what we know. Um, that's what Johnson is charged with right now. So what do we make of this? I think for one, there were some overreactions about the news. Um, again, resisting law enforcement is not resisting arrest, reckless driving. I'm not advocating it, but a lot of us has, have sped before. Now, going 90 on North Walnut Street at 3 a.m., 100% reckless. I am 100% not advocating it. In the grand scheme of things, this is a 20-year-old making a really dumb decision that uh, I know I, at 20 years old, made a lot of d dumb decisions. I'm sure many of you listening to this are either 20 making dumb decisions or have been in those shoes before. I'm certainly not going to judge him other than to say, it was reckless, and I think he would admit that as well. Now, the consequences have varied and are kind of falling in line with those overreactions. A lot of people are immediately saying, kick him off the team, he's done, get him out of here. I think, me personally, that would be an overreaction. Um, I, I would not kick him off the team. I will also say... I don't think it would be unwarranted if he was kicked off the team just because partly this is not his first um, offense, not legally, but obviously he was a part of that Northwestern game where um, he was suspended for the game for missing curfew, missing curfew and reckless driving and resisting law enforcement aren't comparable, but it's a bit of a trend, maybe a concerning trend. Um, again, I am a fan of second chances, maybe too much in favor of second chances at times. I know this would be a third chance, but that would be part of my punishment to him. I, If it were me, I would suspend him during the summer, maybe a couple games at the beginning of the season, um, suspend him, him from the team, and make sure that he knows this is strike two. Between that Northwestern game, between this, he's on thin ice, and... I know that uh, three-strike policies are uh, maybe taboo at Bloom in Bloomington, as that uh, is more or less what got Bob Knight fired, um, a similar type of deal of one more instance and you're gone. But ultimately, that is what I would tell Xavier Johnson. Again, I don't think it would be unwarranted to kick him off the team. Mike Woodson will... Certainly make a decision. He might have already made a decision by uh, the time you're listening to this. And if that's the case, be sure to go to Twitter 
to um, lock at LO underscore Hoosiers. I will have a reaction video, whatever decision he makes. Personally, kind of final summary. It's a, it's a young kid who made a dumb mistake that a lot of us have done. It's a really dumb mistake. Fortunately, nobody was injured. That could have ended a lot worse. Uh, but I, it feels a bit of an overreaction to kick him off the team for this. Unless you're framing it as kind of he has had issues in the past, but I don't think missing curfew and this are on the same level. We'll see what happens. Uh, I trust Mike Woodson. He seemed to have a good handle on things. Um, what I didn't like, uh, just the final topic on this, I really did not like how the reaction was kick him off the team and go get Nigel Pack, the transfer from Kansas State we talked about in Friday's episode, and somebody that we talked about may not really fit with the team. That is, if I'm being quite honest, it's kind of gross to say kick him off the team and go get somebody else. If that's your reasoning, that feels not, that feels like you just want a different player and this is your excuse to get rid of him. I don't like that. I didn't like that. I didn't like that reaction. I honestly got away from Twitter this afternoon when the news was coming out because I just didn't really like the reactions people had with it. I wanted people to calm down again. Ultimately, I personally hope this does not lead to him getting kicked off the team, uh, but we'll see how it plays out. Now that news kind of overshadowed some also pretty big news in that Thad Mata is returning to Butler and leaving his position with Bloomington. We'll look at uh, why he left, where that leaves the Hoosiers now, and whether they look to fill that position. I love and hate some of those big shots, those buzzer beaters. If you guys watched the Duke UNC game on uh, Friday, or excuse me, Saturday, Caleb Love had one of the biggest shots of the tournament to, to seal that one. Uh, former IU target. There were pictures of him in an IU jersey during his recruiting trip um, going around on Twitter Saturday night. That wasn't great, but uh, huge shot from him. The drama, but the pain when you're on the other side of it, that's what happened in that Duke UNC game. Um, avoid some of those uh, those moments if you're betting on the games themselves uh, on Monday tonight in the championship game. Try Stat Heroes NCAA single game pickums. They pit the star players against each other in an amazing hybrid of fantasy and sports gambling. Stat Hero gives you the advantage, resulting in their gamers winning four times more often. Why? Because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who or what you are going up against. You can start focusing on the players, not those big spreads, long odds, funky props. So you're not the one dreading those huge shots down the stretch. Stat Hero is the easiest and fastest way to get your sports action fix. Really, this is the way daily fantasy sports was meant to be. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. Again, that's stathero.com slash locked on. Use the promo code locked on. They will double your deposit today. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks again, guys, for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you guys get podcasts. As I said, Xavier Johnson News kind of came out roughly the same time 
Estad Mata leaves IU for Butler. He obviously uh, served as an associate AD at IU. He was kind of in charge of the basketball team. It was a position more or less created, not even more or less. It was a position created for Thad Mata. Not shocking that he went back to Butler. Uh, he was 24 and eight in his only season as a coach there. Uh, he delivered their first NCAA tournament victory in 32 years there played there as well. That's, that's home for him more or less. Um, so I wasn't stunned to see the news. Health was the only thing I think that held him back. And there was some, um, there was some, I guess, kind of details revealed about that, just how bad he was health-wise when he left Ohio State. That's the only reason I thought he wasn't on the sideline anymore. But if he's in good enough health, ultimately he's a guy that I sure wants to coach. And I saw some um, discussion about, did I you let him get away? I kind of thought of it as um, if he's in good health, which again, it sounded like he was, he had, his health was in a lot better shape than when he left Ohio State, then he's a, he's a coach. Like those guys want to be on the sideline. He probably didn't enjoy uh, as a former coach sitting and watching Mike Woodson this season uh, as and not being able to coach that team. Um, I'm sure he got a little bit of the itch to get back on the sideline, and that probably led to uh, him wanting to return somewhere, and Butler was a great opportunity for him. They fired their head coach, uh, Laval Jordan, I believe is how you pronounce his name, uh, on Friday. Didn't take them long to find a replacement, and it's a it's a home run replacement, if we're being honest. Thad Mata was one of the best coaches in the Big Ten when he left Ohio State. So to land him at Butler is a huge get for them. Um, but yeah, ultimately, if he wanted to go back to coaching, there was nothing IU could do because they have their coach. And unless he wants to take an assistant coach role, which I don't even think he was offered, uh, then it was just a matter of him finding the right place he wanted to go. Interesting decision now coming up. It opens up that position as associate AD. We mentioned it was created for Mike Woodson. It was kind of this hyper-specific position for Woodson as an NBA guy, somebody, a liaison of sorts, as a former coach that knows the college game. Uh, there wasn't a ton of clarity on what his position was, but um, they – I know Mike Woodson mentioned a little bit that he talked to Thad Mata daily, so he certainly leaned on him uh, to learn some of the college game. Would they fill it? Should they fill it? Who would they fill it with? Um, I mean, I know a former Indiana assistant who just retired that has some free time now. Uh, Coach K is available. Uh, in reality, though, it it kind of needs to be a former college coach, as I said, that's probably retired, can't or doesn't want to do uh, the grind of coaching every single day, um, the recruiting trips, the the practices, the things of that nature. I saw somebody mention Randy Whitman, a former coach, former IU player. It doesn't really help because he doesn't have the experience in college that uh, Thad Mata did. Again, this felt like a very specific set of circumstances specific to Mike Woodson 
and the availability of Thad Mata in his circumstances that led to this making sense. And so you would need to find a specific set of circumstances again. A former coach who is open to the position as being a sort of liaison that's familiar with the Big Ten, with IU, things of that nature, that's now retired. Off the top of my head, I've kind of thought about it today. There isn't a name that jumps off the table. Maybe there's one I'm simply forgetting, but it doesn't seem like that person is there. Um, perhaps there's someone different that would be interested in the position that isn't necessarily strongly tied to IU. I mean, Thad Mata was tied to the kind of Indiana area being uh, or having played at Butler, coached at Butler, but IU itself he wasn't really tied to. Maybe it's a former Big West or, excuse me, Big Ten coach of some sort. But, again, no name is necessarily jumping off the table. So one other interesting note is whether this leads to an IU-Butler game next season. Obviously, Woodson and Mata have some sort of a connection after this season. Crossroads Classic is dead and gone. I Again, I said it at the time, I, do, I wouldn't mind playing Butler in Notre Dame. I just didn't want it in that Crossroads Classic during that time period when more games are available. Schedule them instead of your uh, teams, the cupcake games IU had at the beginning of the season, the Merrimacks, the whoever, the Marshalls, whoever all those games were. Schedule Butler, schedule Notre Dame. Be interesting to see if there's interest in uh, playing it at, Con uh, I almost said Conseco, Gamebridge Fieldhouse. Have that game there. Um, you could try it home and home. I it <laughs> Butler, Hinkle Fieldhouse, as nice as it is. Uh, is really small, and I think they could do a lot bigger uh, crowd at Gamebridge Fieldhouse playing that one than in uh, Hinkle Fieldhouse and in Bloomington. And I think in general, it, IU wants to play games in Indianapolis in that arena, especially if that's where like Big Ten tournament games are going to happen, if that's where regional games are going to happen, things like that. So I wouldn't be surprised if IU and Butler play next season. Now, the Xavier Johnson news, the Thad Mata news, is kind of the latest in uh, a set of moves this offseason already that kind of has you questioning what's the state of this IU basketball program right now. We're going to look at how worried we should be if it feels like there's kind of bad vibes with IU basketball right now. Before that, betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including this week's Masters Championship odds, podcasts, and reviews for all the different leagues this season. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. Obviously, the big one tonight, UNC versus Kansas. If I was a betting man, I would probably put my money on Kansas, but if I was a betting man, I would have put my money on Duke as well. Kansas favored by four. I believe that's what Duke was favored by. Uh, minus 195 money line for Kansas. I would still probably bet on them. Uh, they had the easier game. That UNC-Duke game was really emotional. So uh, we'll see if UNC is able to immediately bounce back. But head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions at Bet Online. It's where the game starts. So. Some interesting points were made as um, I was scouring Twitter and message boards and whatnot. 
the reaction to this Thad Mata news, there was an interesting point made because I've spoken many times that I wasn't crazy about the hiring of Mike Woodson in the moment. Two things that um, made me a little more comfortable with it were bringing in Thad Mata as this kind of liaison that we talked about. He had the college experience. He had the Big Ten experience. He had some Indiana experience. He recruited Indiana well at Ohio State. Um, he had that experience that Mike Woodson didn't, and he could help kind of mentor him and figuring some of that stuff out. And also hiring Dane Fife, which at the time felt like a really big get, potentially a coach in waiting that obviously an IU legend. Um, there, Speaking of Dane Fife. If you guys didn't see Dustin DePierre's uh, piece about the 2002 uh, championship or NCAA finalist team, uh, it was an oral history. It was really good, and you guys should read that. But Dane Fife was obviously on that team. He's an IU legend. Bringing him back felt important as well. This offseason already, Dane Fife was more or less fired, uh, let go, waived, whatever – words you want to choose it was mike woodson that said adios on that one uh and then thad mata leaves and mix in xavier johnson's arrest and it's an interesting time with with blooming with iu bloomington mike woodson's year first year at indiana was so good that I part of me wants to trust him, but realistically, how much did Thad Mata help on that? How much did Dane Fife help on that? If you believe some of the stuff about Dane Fife and what has been put out there on those message boards, um, maybe he didn't help as much, but we don't really know what Thad Mata was doing day to day and how much he helped. Um, so it's an interesting time for Indiana. This feels like a, a crossroads moment. This isn't something that really this set of news together doesn't really happen at other programs. And I saw that sentiment as well. Coaches leave all the time. The Thad modest situation is very unique for all the reasons we said that position just doesn't exist at any school really. So having him leave, isn't shocking for all the reasons we said a coach wants to get back on the sidelines coaching players get in trouble from other programs if you look at all those things in a vacuum those things happen more or less at other programs it's that all of them happening in succession right now i i don't know it, it's certainly not something that happened anywhere else and it's some of the things that have um clouded this program a bit when Tom Crean was here. Obviously, there were incidents away from the court involving cars uh, during then as well. Uh, I don't really include any kind of transferring into any of this. That's just how college basketball is going to be moving forward. And none of the transfers were shocking, really. I think everybody expected Christian Lander to leave. Michael Durr was not going to see playing time here. And aside from the Purdue game, that didn't really work out. Um, Rob Fennessy may be a little surprising, but I think he was probably told he was going to be the third point guard next year behind Xavier Johnson and Jalen hood Shafino, And he can start somewhere else, and he probably wanted to start. So, I mean, that one's not surprising. 
So I I don't even really put the transfers with that because those are going to happen. It's just the vibes kind of around the program right now aren't great. And perhaps that will lead to this Xavier Johnson decision setting a tone. We saw that Mike Woodson kind of set a tone for the program with his decision during that Northwestern game. It cost IU a win. It damn near cost IU a tournament berth in the NCAA tournament. But he drew Mike Woodson drew a line in the sand and he said, This is you're not going to cross this line and get away with it. And perhaps that's what he potentially could do uh, with this Xavier Johnson situation is he'll have drawn a line in the sand and said, listen, you cross the line. This That's not how this is going to work. So, again, I don't know what he's going to do with the Xavier Johnson situation. I gave my two cents. We'll see how it plays out. I would imagine there's going to be some wait and see, but it's also not something that he can't come back from. Um, we've seen other players have issues off the court and come back from it. It's just an interesting situation with Indiana right now and how they're going to handle this and how things are going to play out moving forward in this offseason is going to set a tone because seems like the Hoosiers are kind of all in on Mike Woodson now with the Dane Fife news, with the Thad Mata news, with his decision on Xavier Johnson pending. Um, Mike Woodson had a great first season, and it certainly seems like he's the guy for Indiana basketball, but this program is going to be kind of all in on him now, and we will see how that pans out. So just an interesting vibe with the program right now that maybe gets a little bit better. Maybe you you land a, a big recruit. We know how this these things go. Uh, get a big recruit, get a big transfer, and people stop caring about some of the other stuff, right or wrong. Um, so maybe a Malik Renault commits, Nigel Pack commits, something like that. Suddenly we don't really care about the off-the-court stuff. So we'll see how this all plays out. These vibes aren't going to last very long. Uh, it's just kind of the the way the wind is blowing right now. It's, uh, it's an interesting time for IU basketball. So thanks again, guys, for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every day. We'll be back tomorrow to start these player recaps I promised you about. I had everything set up. I had it all planned out. I was ready to do it today. And then all the news on Sunday happened. So I promise you we will start those tomorrow. We have a, a schedule. We're going to do these uh, women's basketball on certain days, men's basketball on others. We'll set that all up with you on Tuesday's episode. Now, make your second listen locked on NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Appreciate all the love you guys continue to give us. Hope you guys stick with us through this offseason as we do some of these player reviews. Follow us on Twitter if you haven't already. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave a rating and review. Helps us out a ton. Most importantly, though, guys, have a tremendous Monday in LEO.